following was produced by Pirate Radio Studios Incorporated in Memphis, Tennessee. Hello, my name is Rick Cheddar, and this is From Radioland. Greetings, salutations, hello, hey, how's it going? Welcome to another episode from Radioland, from the home office in Memphis, Tennessee. Kind of rainy here. It's episode 377. Uh, that's going to be happening here uh, this time out. Thank you for streaming, downloading, tuning in, whatever it is that you do to get it. Uh, I know we're in a ton of places, <clears throat> and we appreciate you doing it. Uh, we've had, we've had a we've had a fun run so far this year. It's been interesting, you know. It's just been fascinating watching how everything is unfolded with the pandemic, and now we're we we can confidently say, I think, to a certain extent, that we're starting to see the 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 turning of the corner, if you will. You know, uh, the CDC said that there was a sharp decline expected in the numbers of cases here in the United States, which would be big. The hot spot right now, of course, in the world is India. God help those people. That is, that's a horrific thing that's going on over there. It is just a real big mess. And uh, I hope they can get that sorted out. Uh, they almost had another incident this morning. Uh, the, the Chinese rocket <laughs> came down in the Maldives, not terribly far from uh, from India that would have just made for a bigger mess can you imagine uh most of it did burn up in the atmosphere apparently but you know uh, you know it was a 100 foot tall rocket <laughs> the thing was massive it was huge can you imagine and not all of it's going to you know burn up a, a good chunk of it uh did survive and it's cuz there's there are parts of rockets that are designed to take on a lot of heat cuz that's just the way they're that's just, it's rocket it's not brain surgery bro it's just <laughs> It's rocket scientists, rocket science. I'm not a rocket scientist, I should say. I know one. I know a couple of them, but I'm not one of them. And that's probably a good thing. Uh, the running gag around here <clears throat> yesterday was um, um, that uh, that it was going to be raining with a chance of rocket parts. <laughs> uh huh. Uh, thankfully nobody got hurt in all of that. So that's, that's, that's a good thing. Uh, but see the rain thing that, 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 no, that is a deal because I'm sitting here looking at it. And by the way, today is the, today's mother's day. It is the, uh, it's the ninth day of May, uh, day of production. So depending on when you hear this, it's, you know, your, your mileage may vary. And for those that are listening on the radio station, as this thing runs on radio Memphis on, on uh, Wednesday night, uh, late night, around midnight or Thursday morning, you'll be able to look back on this and remember fondly, perhaps. I don't know. But there's, we had some thunderstorms that blew through here early this morning. And, uh, and you know, it's just what, it's, it's springtime. It's what happens. It's rain. It's it's a thing. And uh, we were told by the National Weather Service and others that uh, there would be a couple of rounds of thunderstorms today, <clears throat> as there is, and we're we're patiently awaiting the second round, which will be here, oh, sometime this afternoon, late this afternoon before I head back to the studio. And I say back to the studio, back to back to Studio uh, B. I'm in Studio A right now. Studio B is on the other side of town. And I had to run over there because the storm, the first one that came through, had, we had a power outage down there. It knocked us off the air. And when that happens, now, we live at, we live, we, we I practically live there. We have, we're in a, we're in a commercial building, obviously. And Typically, the way it works with big utility is that when there is any type of power outage in and around the area, it's it's relatively short lived. Thank goodness. Sometimes it, we've been down there before and had had a one that lasted a while, but <clears throat> but this particular incident and it's typical when you have a major storm, it might knock us off for about ten seconds, enough to shut everything down, and so. A, a number of our systems are designed to come back up, but some things have to be done manually. And I and I ran down there, uh, and and went and refired it up, and then I you know came back here to do this and then to get ready for the show tonight. Long, long story, too, too much information, man. Um, the rain was stopping, and the sun was beginning to peak out as it's doing right this particular moment. But there are storms that are on the way here, and when it does this, there's this really cool, interesting phenomena where it rains while the sun is shining. <clears throat> and I bring this up because I remember back in back in uh, back in the corporate radio day when you would when you were on the air, you know, you would get the occasional call from a listener to bitch about something, <laughs> typically, or make a request or or whatever. 
But there were a couple of things that would often be said, and this is a very Memphis thing. One of them is, it's snowing in Frazier. That is one of those weird lines that I, I, I've never really been able to wrap my head around the, the, the history or the tradition of it. Frazier, for those that aren't in this area, is a, is a community just north of Memphis. It's a neighborhood. It's one of the more violent neighborhoods in this area. It's, it's, it's North Memphis. It's what it is. It's, a, it's an old neighborhood. It's very violent. There, there isn't a week that goes by until you, unless you, you, know, you hear about some sort of violent activity, a shooting, a house burning down, arson, something, you know, people being run off the road. It's crazy. It's an it's a nutty little area. And and when when you would hear the words it's snowing in Fraser, some guy called me, it's snowing in Fraser. You know, you'd hear that, and it was as if it didn't matter unless it happened there. You know, as if Fraser was somehow the the it it, it it, it was it was the pinnacle of 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 location system. You know, if 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 the rocket, if the Chinese rocket fell and landed in Fraser, first of all, a lot of people wouldn't give a shit. Second of all, it would be it's raining rocket parts in Fraser. It'd be one of them deals. And as I said, I'd never really understood that because if it didn't happen in Fraser, then it didn't happen in Memphis, which is kind of dumb because Fraser's a neighborhood in Memphis. Whatever. Um. So I don't know. Uh, we'll let the Memphians sort sort that out. But there is this, and this is, an, is a weird colloquialism as well. If it's a colloquialism, I guess it's a colloquialism. The sun shines and it's raining has been traditionally referred to as a very weird thing as the devil is beating his wife. Most of you have probably have heard that. Some of you may be going, what? I know. And it's another one of those things that makes absolutely no sense. Well, it's well, it's it's raining, but the sun's out. Well, the devil's beating his wife. Which now, let me stop here for a moment because there's a bit to unpack, if you will. The devil beating his wife presumes that the devil's married. <laughs> now, <laughs> I don't know about you people, but in my studies. In the secular world and in the world of theology, I've never really come across any particular story about the devil having been married. I don't know what kind of a woman he would attract. See, I thought for a while that the devil was actually a woman because I was married to her at one point. Evil, man. Evil. But in this particular case, the devil having a wife who's getting beaten, so the sun is out and it's raining, and that's how you know. It's like when you hear thunder, you always tell the kids, oh, it's the angels, they're bowling. You know, that kind of thing. It's, it's It was supposed to instill some sort of calm about uh, about a, a general storm. Devil beating his wife. Sun is shining and uh, the rain is the tears of the wife, I guess. I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I can't really wrap my head around what that is supposed to mean or what it's designed to. I, I, I don't know. I suppose I could sit here and look this up. But I'm not. I would much, would would much rather be wrong than, <laughs> than to look this up. But if the devil is married, who is she? What's her name? Dorothy, Linda, Karen. Who's 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 the devil's wife? And by the way, what is she seeing a guy like that? I I, I don't know. What's and what would what would prompt the devil to? Well, it's the devil, of course, but. It's not like it's like some happy household, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Satan. I, I don't. Does he have a last name? I he, I don't know that he does. <laughs> I know he goes by a lot of different names. There's Lucifer. There's Satan. There's Mephistopheles, which doesn't necessarily roll off the tongue. Probably for more formal settings. Um, I just I just I just had this vision in my head of a pretty groovy sitcom, though. <laughs> <laughs> Let's check in with the Satans and see how they're doing. Don't know that it would fly well in uh, modern television. Well, then again, I don't know. There's some pretty dumb shit. Dude, we had Tiger King. I mean, I... Uh, I <laughs> uh, and what would she have done to deserve such such treatment from the devil? I, You know, did she did she overcook the dumplings? Did What did she do? Did she spend too much at the, at the store? 
Is she, is she, if she's cheating on him, who's she cheating with? Because who's that poor bastard that's going to have to deal with the wrath of Satan if he finds out that, you know, you've been doing his wife? I have more questions than answers. And why it's tied into a meteorological event is beyond me. <laughs> I, don't, I, uh, I don't know. It's just, it, and, and it was one of those things. And, you know, it happens this time of year with the spring. We get a lot of rain and we get a lot of storms that pop up. You know, once or twice a week, we, we get some rain and we're about to get some more of it here. And it, it was, it, it was re- really weird. You would get phone calls at the, at the radio station. Devil's beating his wife in Frazier. Well, okay. I get the devil being in Frazier because, you know, it's Frazier. And th- this poor woman, whoever she is, that's been somehow married to this guy who is, he was supportive. One of the one of the stories was is that he was the uh, he was the celestial judge. If you, well, not really a judge per se, but he was a celestial uh, a prosecutor. So uh, allegedly, upon your passing, as you slide into the afterlife and you go stand before the big guy, and he's judging you based on a replay of your life, which I'm sure will be fun for all of us. the The notion is that the devil would then mete out whatever justice and send you off to wherever you were going to go. So. So was it the devil that was making the call? No, he's too good to have in my place. So uh, I think God should carry him. Or is it? Wow, you're special. You're coming with us. I, I don't. I'm, I'm, I don't. I don't understand it. There's no. There's no homogeny, if you will, of any of any of these stories. And it's all done, of course, just to keep you in line because you know you can't act up, or or you're going to wind up married to the devil, perhaps. Maybe that's how that works. If you. If you if you are a woman and you or a man, I guess I don't know. I'm the de- the devil may be bisexual. Hell, I don't know. He's probably he probably non-binary, as it were. And you get into some hot water. You you do if so to speak. You get into some trouble, and you wind up being sentenced to be married to the devil. Which I'm sure you know. You know, game night is a lot of fun. <laughs> I don't know. And I, I, what what duties would there be in the afterlife in hell with the devil? And and and, and it's like, wow, we need to have some sun and raining at the same time so the devil's going to come around with his belt or something and whip you. I don't know. I don't have those answers. I'm confused. Please. I don't know. It was it was it was a thought I had on the way back here to Studio A uh, because you know that's the way that's the way it goes. I, everybody has questions. Nobody has answers. And now I've just wasted, what, 10 minutes of your time <laughs> thinking about that? I, if you've got an answer, let me know. I'd, I'd, I'd love to hear it. Um, you can find me. I'm easily easily found. You can you can uh, correct me or you can explain it to me. And maybe maybe next week I'll, I'll, I'll discuss it. I, I don't know. I'm always looking for something to get into, I, I suppose. Uh, this time out, though, uh, it's it, and that's all that I've got on this. Uh, what we do have for you here in just a moment, uh, we're going to take a break. But when we come back, we're going to sit down and have a conversation with a musician from Colorado by the name of A.J. Fullerton. He is a uh, he's a blues guy. He's a guitar player. And as I mentioned, he's from Colorado and he happened to be in town. Uh, he's working on a record with some friends and. Well, we we got him on the horn and had a and had a conversation. And his original plan <clears throat> was to come to the studio to to hang out with us, but because of the COVID thing, and we were all at the time kind of in between vaccinations, if you will. Uh, I'm now fully vaccinated. I, I think at the time I was not. Uh, that may have been a problem. Uh, he was, and it's fine. Anybody who has any issues about being in a, any type of public space without knowledge of who's vaccinated and who's not can make for some pretty. Well, nerve-wracking moments. So, so anyway, we're going to hang out with A.J. Fullerton, though. It's going to be great. You're going to hear some music. We're going to have a conversation with him. He's a great guy. So there's uh, there's that and more stuff. It's coming up right up out of the break. Uh, it's a short break. We'll be back in 60 seconds with A.J. Fullerton right here from Radioland. Does your current bathroom need to be updated immediately? Introducing One Day Bath and Shower Remodeling. The complete and hassle-free way to get the new bathroom of your dreams in as little as one day. And for as little as $1.99 a month. Yes, the experts at One Day Bath and Shower Remodeling will come to you anywhere in the country and show you all the customized options. Now you can have a brand new bathroom in as little as one day. Large or small bathrooms, if you want a new bathtub or shower installed, we can do it in as little as one day. And if you call right now, you 
you can save $750 off your remodel. We make it easy by offering you financing as low as $199 per month. Call now to schedule your free in-home consultation. 855-380-5703. 855-380-5703. That's 855-380-5703. AJ Fullerton is here. Hello, AJ. How you doing, buddy? Can you hear me? Hey, how's it going? There you go. You scared me for a minute. <laughs> Caught each other by surprise. How's it going? Oh, man, I'm living the dream and just enjoying a beautiful night down here in Memphis. Yeah, so you're in town, I, I, I hear. I am. I actually, uh, I'm working on a record for a good friend of mine uh, named Jake Friel over at uh, Electrophonic. Aha. Aha. We were hoping you'd be, like, relocating to our fair city. Uh, well, you never know, man. I mean, it's a it's a beautiful town down here. I had the pleasure of spending uh, more than a little bit of time over the past couple of years, and especially in the springtime, man. It's a it's a pretty tempting proposition. It is nice here in the spring. I wouldn't make this decision in like July, though. <laughs> right. Exactly. You start to think. I don't know about this. Yeah, you, you sweat when you take a shower in this town. Right. Exactly. You get in the cool bathtub, and you're thinking to yourself, man. Turn the air conditioner on. Oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. You uh, you hail from Colorado, is that right? Yeah, man. I I grew up over on the uh, the western sl uh, slope, the western side of Colorado, in a little town called Montrose, and uh, I've been been on the road, pretty much traveling and playing music since I was right about eighteen. Yeah, yeah. What's the what's the blues scene like over in, in uh, western Colorado? Well, you know, it's it's hit and miss. There's good music all over Colorado sure. um, but more importantly I, I grew up uh, with a family my dad especially who was very music forward he was actually a huge blues fan um, I really got a lot of my my roots as a musician uh, from his record collection yeah, I saw here that uh, you're influenced uh, heavily by a lot of our people around here. <laughs> there's a little R.L. Burnside in there, some of that North Mississippi sound that you got going on, which I think, which is dynamite. I love that stuff. But is that is that was that in his collection? The, this North Mississippi stuff? A little bit, man. I mean, he was actually even a little further back, you know, to the, the cats that those guys were listening to. I mean, there's a lot of the Fred McDowell stuff. Oh yeah. A lot of the Delta sort of influences. Um, I also listen to a lot of like uh, more of the Piedmont stuff, finger style, kind of like John Hurt. Um, you know, I mean, there's there's countless names that have kind of been in the medley of artists that have kind of grown to encompass my collective taste. But uh, a lot of that sort of uh, sort of bag. Yeah, finger picking style is uh, it's, it's well for as a fan, it's it's fun to watch, and I and I play a little guitar myself, so I I understand kind of what's going on there. The dead thumb thing still still drives me nuts uh, trying to figure that out. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, like you mentioned, you mentioned the Mississippi John Hurt, and that it's almost as if he's playing a piano with that guitar. If you really delve into what he's doing over there, and it just seems like that's that had to have been quite the acquired skill. Well, my dad played that way. Um, he he was a guitarist since the time he was uh, about the age I started, you know, 15, 16 or so. And, um, you know, my earliest memories are, you know, being a little kid, watching him doing that alternating thumb thing. And it's kind of a funny thing. You're right. It's very in, entrancing when you watch it. And it's almost even weirder when you're doing it and you look down and you think to yourself, I don't exactly know what I'm doing, but it works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like all of a sudden the thumb grows a brain and it's doing its own thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It just sort of takes on a life of its own. <laughs> yeah. I marvel every time I, these guys come in here and they, and they, and they do it. And I ask them, I, and everybody gives me a different answer. It's like, you know, how long did it take for you to learn it? And some guys go, man, I'm still learning. Or some people are like, oh, I picked it up in a couple of months. I mean, how long, how long, I guess you, you just, started that way didn't you yeah i mean the pick always felt kind of um foreign to me and I, I do use them occasionally but for me it's it's really easiest to suss out melodies and suss out ideas when i can just have the groove going and then use the, the ring finger and middle finger and sort of just play the melody lines and then it kind of makes more sense that way in my brain for some twisted reason. Well, no, and I agree with you because I, th I think the guitar, it, it just inherently, is sort of designed to be played that way. It, I, I think it was probably somebody that came up with a pick and started strumming the thing was probably considered to be like an out an outlier. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what is this you're doing? Like, you know, are you cheating while playing this thing? That's that's the, the way it seems. 
But uh, well, I'm a I'm a huge fan of that approach, and even more so, you know, alternate tunings. And I mean, on this re- uh, recording session we're doing, I think I play in probably eight different tunings throughout the entirety of the uh, <laughs> the repertoire of songs. And right, the more you delve into that, the more you realize the the guitar is a wildly untapped instrument of potential. Oh my God! Yeah, six strings for the average the average guitarist, and then you've got you know all these wild tunings. So I guess you're 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 uh, with your slide work, you would have to be a fan of the open tunings. Oh yeah, I mean they all have their 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 sort of pros and cons, and there's the different families of tunings. You know, kind of open D and open open G and variations there and upon. Right. So on stage or when you're traveling, I guess you carry a dozen guitars all in a different key, huh? <laughs> well, you kind of have to be mathematical about it. I mean, a lot of it, it's kind of like strategizing, you know. Uh, I play in standard a bit, too, but you kind of look at what key everything's in, and then you sort of think, well, you know, uh, do I want a capo? Do I want to retune? Do I want to transpose? You kind of have to become a little bit of a... Uh, it's almost like you have to learn uh, which tuning to use almost as an additional instrument at your disposal. <laughs> or, yeah, or just reach behind you and grab another guitar. <laughs> that works just as well, man. <laughs> you know, there's only so much space in the van, but... <laughs> oh, well, sure. Yeah, exactly. I've, I've heard guys say, well, I, I like the way this guitar sounds in G, or I like the way this one sounds yeah. in D, you know, because certain guitars, they just feel very natural in certain tunes. Well, I've been at a few um, sessions or a few shows where, like, I've seen Luther Dickinson's rig, for example, yeah. and he might have 12 guitars, you know, each one tuned slightly differently. <laughs> well, it, you know, for the for the efficiency of performance, it makes sense. I mean, but, you know, there's the whole logistical nightmare of having to move all that around. So, you know, yeah, I, I get it. you wouldn't want to go to Europe, you know, schlepping 12 guitars, I can tell you that. No, I mean, honestly, over the years, doing you know, band shows around on the road and solo shows and whatnot, you get pretty good at just sort of figuring out, you know, yeah. what one or two tunings can I get through the show with? <laughs> oh, sure. You know, and, and uh, you know, I guess, you know, song order is important too because it gives yourself a little bit of time to, you know, slip in from one tuning into another while, you, while, you're, while you're sitting there. Oh, for sure. And I don't mean to just digress completely into guitar nerd uh, debauchery. But no, I brought I it up. It's my fault. <laughs> no, it's it's completely my fault, man, because I'm, I'm kind of a guitar nerd myself. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, man, I, I've been learning more and more about the instrument every day and at the same time learning how much I still have to learn about it. How did uh, how did last year go for you with, uh, with, with the pandemic? I know it seems like a dumb question, but everybody seemed to have handled it a little bit differently. Well... Um, there's a lot of ways to look at it, man. I mean, I think like everybody, it was a pretty rough year. Um, uh, the story I like to kind of lead into usually when talking about it is, uh, obviously I just recorded this new record, um, December of 19 up in Toronto. And I was in the works of about to release that probably last spring was the planned tentative date. Um, so I had this new record on the docket. Summer was looking pretty promising, had some great festivals booked. I was actually about to leave on a two-and-a-half, three-week tour to Europe starting March 1st. Oh, my. And I get this call at, like, uh, I don't know, 11.30 midnight last night of uh, February, and it was my friend in Berlin, and she just called and said, hey, uh, you probably haven't heard yet, but uh, unpack your bag. You're not going anywhere. (laughs) Yeah. Lockdown. Yeah. I mean, I I thought it was kind of crazy, but... You know, I took her word for it and kind of glad I did. <laughs> but well, yeah. you know, that folded, all the stuff in the Northwest I had later that month folded. And then shortly after, everything the rest of the summer had just sort of ceased to be. Yeah, it hit everybody so hard in different ways, too, whether it was a mm-hmm. matter of time or, well, specifically finances. Because, I mean, right. that's your that's your moneymaker. For sure, man. And, I, you know, I try to look at the whole situation from a, a point of perspective. I mean, it's it's definitely tough when you lose your entire income and your entire livelihood. But I have to say, you know, I'm, I'm pretty lucky. I don't um, I don't have any kids or uh, a wife or anything really that crazy. So, I, I, you know, I don't have mouths to feed or I don't have any substantial debt that, you know, would put me in a position where... Uh, you know, 
yeah, for example, it's expensive, five, five yeah. kids or something, you well, know, sure. who's going to feed them? Or, uh, uh, there's a, and, and basically, in other words, there's a lot of people that have it a lot harder off throughout all this, and I, I try to look at that with a little bit of uh, perspective. With the lockdown, did you spend much time just kind of hanging out and writing stuff and uh, just woodshedding any, or you just kind of, what, watch Netflix? <laughs> Well, if I, if I were to be completely candid, it's a little bit of bull. Um, <laughs> yeah, I hear you, man. I mean, uh, I guess in a nutshell, man, if I had to boil it down, I spent a lot of time rehearsing, practicing, writing, uh, trying to plan for the future. Um, I actually really been delving a lot more into recording and production. I've always had a huge interest in uh, the, the record making process and working as a session artist I've done sessions for years and years for you know uh, my own projects and for other people and um, I really took 2020 as an excuse to get a lot more involved with the production end of recording both for myself and for some songwriter friends of mine right. um, and just really trying to come out of this with a strong catalog to kind of hopefully keep a little momentum going Oh, that's great. And uh, so out comes uh, The Forgiver and The Runaway, uh, this thing you've been working on. Uh, Mark and I were sitting here talking about it. It sounds like there's a story behind the album title. Oh, of course. I, you know, I, I believe behind every song is a good story. <laughs> well, that's true. That's true. I mean, you know, blues artists tend to write behind their, their experiences and the things that they've gone through. And I don't think you're any different, are you? No, I mean, um, I think that uh, in, in a big way, the most genuine music always has a really good theme or story or at least common thread of, of, of truth amongst the lies, you know? Um, yeah. <laughs> like any good um, piece, of, piece of art or writing. And for me, you know, my favorite way to write is to take something that maybe did happen and then kind of glean out what I felt about it or what really impacted me about it and then sort of find a way to wrap it into metaphor and sort of hide the inner meaning behind what might be sort of a upfront sounding narrative and kind of let the listener glean out you know what meaning they can discern from it and what it means to them I got you so you're going to play your cards close to the vest then Oh, oh, always, of course. <laughs> it is. It is what you make of it. That's that's a cop out, AJ. I, I, I pal- no, I'm, I'm just I'm just fooling, I'm fooling around here with you. Um, well, listen, I've got I've got the uh, the record here in front of me, and uh, I'd like to I'd like to drop a track out there and uh, let folks hear what uh, what we got uh, what we're working with. By all means, pick one. What would you what would what would be a good one to to play? Well, you know, for blues radio, uh, I have to say that the guy here I'm working in town with is a harmonica player named Jake Friel. I think you can't go wrong with uh, the track Say You'll Stay featuring my buddy Jake. Right on. Okay. Well, then uh, I'm going to put you on hold. We're going to play it. We'll come back and we'll chat some more. How about that? Sounds like a plan. All righty, kids. Here we go. It is uh, Mr. A.J. Fullerton from the brand new record, The Forgiver and The Runaway. Say You'll Stay right here at Radio Memphis.
That's like like good whiskey smooth right there, man. AJ, what the hell, oh, dude? Nice. That's nice, AJ. That was nice. Hey, thanks, guys. That is that is that's really smooth. Um, so JD Taylor, uh, I saw on your list here is one of the guys who wrote uh, one of the songs. Is he Little Boys Blue? JD Taylor. Said the very same. Yeah. Uh, that's what we oh, thought. <laughs> he's special, isn't he? Oh man, he's a uh, he, he's quite a guy, man. And I I heard him and. Uh, and his guitar player playing this song, um, I think it was here in town, maybe th two or three years ago, and I thought, man, that is the neatest tune. And uh, when I was putting this record together, I I kind of wanted maybe one or two covers, and I couldn't think of any that I really wanted to do that would kind of the vibe of the record. And they had this song, and I was like, man, you know, I called him up said, dude, I'd love to do a cover of your song. And he was all about it. He's he's so fascinating about the harmonica. I mean, as far as like, I mean, he's got that one that sounds like a Cajun squeeze box. I mean, he's he takes them <laughs> apart, he rebuilds them, he it's shaves amazing. these reeds. It's always a treat when he's oh yeah just talking about the harmonica. It's amazing. You know, it's it's, I, I just can't <laughs> escape harmonica players, man. I, I've spent so much time around them and have gotten kind of intertwined in the harmonica community over the years. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> um, the new record was actually produced by a guy named Steve Mariner, who is a Canadian harp player. Well, yeah, you know, when you get infested with harpists, you know, you can't help but keep them around. <laughs> it's the truth, man. And, uh, you know, Jake Friel, who you heard on that last song, is, yeah. is pretty much my best friend. So it's one of those situations that, you know, when I'm around him, I just can't help but sort of get uh, deeper and deeper into this uh, sort of harp nerd community, which as a guitar nerd, it's just coming a little bit much. <laughs> well, you know, but it works out though. That's that's and that's the key. So, you know, you all you do is put a half ass decent rhythm section behind you and you got you got something. That's and that's all there is to it. And you're set, man. Yeah, but I'm glad you guys like that. It's uh seems like people have been really digging. We we just shot a music video for it a little ways back and uh you know, it seems like it's getting a little bit of good radio play. Well, yeah, cuz it's going to get some here too. I can tell you that, man. Um so is this video out right now? Can can people find it? It is. If you search AJ Fullerton, say you'll stay. It's it's all over the internet. Wow. Yeah. That's well. That's great. Yeah. And I want to make sure that people understand where they can get this record too, because it is out. It was out last month. Uh, I guess off of your website at ajfullerton.com. Yeah. It's you know the beautiful thing about living in uh, 2021 is the fact you can get it on Amazon, Walmart, uh, my website, pretty much any music distributor. Uh, you can grab a CD version. We actually are just now. We're in the last couple weeks of the vinyl pre-orders, too. We're doing 100 limited edition um, vinyl LPs of their new record. Wow, that's going to be cool. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. I'm a big audiophile, so getting a chance to press some, some vinyl is pretty exciting. Yeah, uh, you know, we hear so much about now, like, you know, how vinyl is starting to outsell CDs, but it's 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 kind of it's kind of a misnomer that when you think about the fact that it's doing that, it's the reality is is that CDs just aren't selling like they used to, thanks to the <laughs> thanks to the download. But it has bolstered the industry of vinyl, and it does it does make me feel pretty good to see that vinyl is 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 a legitimate possibility for any musician out there. It's not as expensive as it used to be. You know, not necessarily, and it's. I always equate it to being a different experience. You know, I mean, if you're a car guy, I think it's the difference between a, a classic car or a muscle car, and then maybe driving, you know, a, something more modern and more kind of just uh, like a Toyota Camry or you know a Honda Accord right. or something. It's a great vehicle. It's super efficient, but not the same. When you were laying out the the vinyl in this, did your track order change? Uh, you know, I think we had to. Scooch one or two things around. I don't remember exactly, but there's always more logistics involved. You have to remaster the audio so it actually um, is more attuned yeah. to a analog pressing. It's all you know, boring behind the scenes stuff. Well, you know, and I get it with you know setting you know setting out. It's bad enough trying to figure out what order your songs are going to go in on a CD because it, you know, there, I know there's usually some thought that goes into that sort of thing. But but on vinyl, there's math involved, and that's 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 where I would get completely <laughs> lost. Yeah, the only uh, the only way to make the recording uh, process harder is to you know throw extra math in the equation. <laughs> yeah, because most of us aren't really that good at that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a reason we're musicians, <laughs> right? We're not we're not out teaching stuff. We're not we're not in school teaching shit. No, we're here. You know, we're here to make music. And if you, if that song you're in the studio goes six and a half minutes, so be it. You know, that's just one of those things. 
Right, you know, and uh, honestly, I, I'm just happy that people are even interested in vinyl. Um, I think we're almost halfway or a little more done through the, uh, the pre-sales. You know, I think uh, the only downside about doing vinyl is it's so expensive to do these days. And about 100 discs is about the most economic way to do it these days and, and reasonable because it does take up a lot of space to have that inventory on hand. Um, oh, certainly. Yeah. Hey, AJ, how did you... I know you've got to, I Can't Stay as a 45, which I think is kind of cool. Are you going you gonna to release a, possibly a 45 off this, uh, the new uh, album? I'm thinking about it. You know, unfortunately, it's... It, the prices and all this stuff just doesn't seem to be going down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah. exactly. So, you know, maybe even yeah. find somebody who's doing, you know, really uh, monetarily efficient... <laughs> Final pressing, but yeah, it, that's the, first the key. Thing to come exactly. by. And part of it's just the fact it's a lost art, and it's uh, not something that you can really dig into. But um, fingers crossed, maybe maybe down the road. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, and you're on the Viztone label, so that's a, that's that's a plus too. That's a, that's a good deal. That's a big plus yeah, right there. Sure that, that should help. I, you know, I love it. Um, Ro- Rosie and Amy, and honestly, everybody on my my team um, have been fantastic, even through the pandemic. Which honestly. The, the worst part about the pandemic is it doesn't just affect the artist, but it affects everyone that, that helps, you know, out on their team, their oh, agent, yeah. the manager, the stagehands, the crew, the lighting people, the sound people. I mean, it's a much it's a much bigger crowd of people affected by this than I think a lot of folks necessarily um, see at face value. Yeah, that's that's really the the uh, it's an easily overlooked thing, you know, when you when you look at mm-hmm. you know shows and and it's not just this, the the act of having musicians on the stage; it's every little thing that goes with that, like you know, venue right. staff and sound guys, light guys, like you said, and you know, roadies, you know, all of that stuff, mm-hmm. transportation, and, you promotion. Know, it, the the real shame of the matter is just that it seems like uh, trying to get the wheel back moving again. There's a lot of people that are working for you know, peanuts or even just trying to put in the time and the, and the hope and efforts that when things get moving again, there'll be that job for them, you know? I think you're right. And I, I do think that, uh, and I've, I've said this before, I think once things start really opening up, I think we're going to be in a position where, where we will all be just flooded with new music, which will be a great thing. I feel the exact same way, man. I mean, more than, than a guitarist and a, and a songwriter, I'm a, I'm a music lover, man. I got into this business because I love the... Re- the art of recording music. Well, you do a fine so job hoping. with it. Yeah, you do a great job with it. This record is uh, really something else, and uh, I wish you all the luck in the world with it. Well, thank you so much. I, I really appreciate you guys taking the time to chat with me and uh, and spend a little bit of this uh, beautiful Memphis evening. Uh, a little bit later on, you, if you're if you're not doing anything, you might want to stay tuned in because uh, Blind Mississippi Morris is going to be in this studio. Oh, no kidding. Oh yeah. yeah. So there's there's another harpist for you. Yeah. I might just have to do that. <laughs> you may wind up with your phone number before it's all said and done. <laughs> Everybody's looking for work, man. And it's, uh, that's one of those things. And listen, when we get all this pandemic business behind us, come back to Memphis uh, and, and come and come into the studio in here and let's, let's play. Let's have some fun. Let's do some live stuff in here. Oh, man. Nothing would make me happier. We, we're trying to. We're slowly starting to get our our, our wings back under us and yeah, uh, and, exactly. and doing the same thing. So it's just you know we're having to take our time with this and be smart about it and and be smooth. And the last thing we need is to you know have you know any of these artists get sick from you know just doing something as simple as coming to play. You know, and we we want it's, to keep. It's them a crazy thing, man. I mean, I I juggle with the uh, mental logistics of just how to justify it, make it work in a safe way. But I have faith things are gonna get better and in the meantime you know i can't thank guys like yourself enough for helping to get the word out and keep the wheels moving that's what we're here for man uh we're, we're always here to, to help out in any way shape or form and if there's ever anything we can do to help you down the way please just uh, drop us a line and we're there for you will do all right aj fullerton ladies and gentlemen thank you so much aj yeah, we'll thank you, you aj thank you so much hey, for being you on guys. the show thank talk you. to you later all right take care all right bye-bye Hi, this is Reverend Oma from the Broom Closet Metaphysical Shop. A lot of us are making time to deepen our spiritual paths. The Broom Closet has a wide selection of books on spiritual topics and a huge selection of tarot and oracle cards for connecting with spirit and our higher selves. You can choose from our vast selection of gemstones, crystals, and crystal jewelry to enhance your spiritual journey. Check out our mindful living gifts and home decor to complete your sacred space. Visit us in downtown Memphis or online at thebroomclosetmemphis.com. 
Social distancing slows the spread of coronavirus, so stay a minimum of six feet away from others and stay home if you can. More info at coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part, because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Here's what's coming up on the next episode from Radio Land with Rick Cheddar. He would let my brothers and stuff, you know, I guess they were bigger than me anyway. Right. He would let them play with his harps and his guitar, you know, but he never would let me play with it. I guess I was too little, you know? Yeah. And it made me kind of sad, you know? Because they could play with it and none of them, I don't guess, was serious about it because ain't none of them doing it today. Right. You know? Right. And yeah. I always liked the music, you know, from the radios. And in Clarksdale, you didn't have but, I guess, two radio stations, KD, KDNL and WROX. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. With early right. You know, and, and so when you listen to those stations, you know, early play music on Sunday. And that Sunday, you be hearing a lot of gospel. Right. P- promoting shows and different things like sure, that. Sure, sure. For previous episodes, go to radio-memphis.com. To download episodes to your mobile device, search the show in iTunes, player.fm, stitcher.com, Pocket Cast or tune in. And now, here's more with Rick Cheddar from Radioland. You've heard what's coming up next time on the program. Of course, yes, it's it's uh, Blind Mississippi Morris, for God's sake. I mean, you know, you're going to have to, like, you know, uh, maybe change your bath day. I, it's This is a big deal. I mean, this is a lot of fun. Morris is a great guy. Um, we, had a, we had a rather long conversation. We're going to share the whole thing with you uh, next week on the program. So expect us to go a little long, as 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 it were. So that's next uh, next time here on the uh, on the old program. <clears throat> you're gonna hear some music too, and you're gonna you're gonna have some fun, and you're gonna learn a thing or two about what it was like to be a uh, a young African American who's blind in South Mississippi. It's fascinating story, absolutely fascinating. Right on. Uh, so there's that. I was sitting here uh, perusing through the uh, the social media, and you know I. I don't know what it is. I, I. It's not like I intentionally set out to do this or not do this, as the case may be. But I was. Uh, I don't spend that much time on Facebook anymore these days, and I think a lot of people are the same way. I'll post to show-related stuff and might get a little traffic out of it. I'm not sure why that is the case, but I have found that I am. I'm not really spending that much time there anymore. It's. Uh, I. There's nothing there. I guess I go through the. I go through the feed and I see the. Of course, the same shit everybody else is is doing, and it's stuff that's not even really all that relevant. You know, there's you know pictures. Well, of course, today's Mother's Day, so there's a lot of people uh, with um, you know with their moms, and they're posting their pictures and stuff, and they're saying you know having. But there's not, no no likes, comments, shares. There's there's hardly any of that out there. It's kind of bizarre, and I'm wondering. I'm absolutely wondering if because of the new the new update that iOS put out, if that has anything to do with it. You, you know, if you don't know what I'm talking about, the latest software iOS uh, for your phone, your tablet, and all that stuff, if you're if it's an Apple thing, has that it stops the tracking. We talked about this on the morning show some time back. I think it was right when the right when the when the announcement came out that Apple was putting this out there. Impressive. It is it's absolutely impressive bit of technology and what it does is it because you know when you're when you, let me let me let me break it down this way you know you're you're sitting around with some friends and you, you, like everybody you got your phone with you you're sitting say you're sitting up at the bar or at a table or wherever and you're having a conversation about something lawnmowers right let's say you're having a discussion about lawnmowers which ones to get perhaps or lawnmower stories when you were a kid and how you learned to repair small engines or stuff so you know you have that type of conversation you say i'm just using this as an example so calm down what happens in shortly thereafter is that Facebook starts feeding you these ads for lawnmowers and small engine repair and that kind of stuff. And 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 there was a running gag about how, why is it now that that Facebook seemed to be so intrusive? Well, and that's because of, of that. Why? Well, Apple finally said enough was enough of all of that nonsense. So they put, they cooked into their latest software update, upgrade, if you will. The the notion that we're going to block these apps from from eavesdropping like that and using that information to sell to marketers. 
it's a big step in the right direction as, as far as I'm concerned. Well, Facebook, of course, freaked out. Well, you can't do that. And they said they claim it's going to hurt small business. Oh, bullshit. They, <laughs> it's it's going to hurt targeted advertisement. Nobody asked for targeted advertisement. Nobody, literally, nobody asked for targeted advertisement. It's just, it, it, it's, it's a fraud. It doesn't work. I've been in this business a long time, and I can tell you that targeted advertisement like that or programmatic ad insertion into things online just doesn't work. The idea, of course, was if they had an idea of one of the things that you were looking for, they would sell it to you because they could kind of get into your head a little bit. Well, Facebook was kind of doing that, as it turned out. But the problem was, most of the time, when the average person, you or I, are hopping online to research something that we're going to, to purchase, perhaps a lawnmower, we will probably already pull the trigger and buy the damn thing and be done with it, right? Well, they don't know that, Facebook, so they just keep sending you ads for lawnmowers. And it's, well, it's wasted. It's it's a wasted ad is what that turns out to be. And it's wasted on an audience. It's, it's irrelevant at this point. So it, it doesn't work. If you're in the business of, of running a business and you, and you want to do some advertisement, there are far better ways to pull that off, you know, in, in much simpler ways. Contact me and I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, I'll whore myself out, but anybody, uh, but the idea is is that you don't you don't do it you don't do it the, the programmatic ad insertion or you don't do it through uh, geo targeted things. Uh, what used to be Clear Channel, which is now what I, is it iHeart? I don't remember. I can't remember what it is. The the evil empire that I that I once worked for have acquired a company that does that. They they do this programmatic thing. They think that's the they think that's the future of radio. It's going to be the future of radio. We're going to sell you things that we know you're looking to buy. Well, Apple comes out with this thing and says, nope, you're not going to get a hold of these people like that because the number one thing that people wanted from the internet was their privacy back. And granted, society willingly gave their privacy to these people. Zuckerberg was asked <laughs> flat out, how did you get all this information? Well, I just asked them to give it to me and they gave it to me. That's what he did. And now we want it back. Uh, the guy who really developed the nuts and bolts of the internet, Tim Berners-Lee, he said not long ago, it was last year I think it was, that he, that he is going to be fighting for a new updated internet platform. You know, think of it as internet 2.0. And it's existing on the current framework, so it's not even going to happen. You're not going to really notice it. But his fight now is to fight for the privacy rights of people who use the internet. Well, ain't that some shit? And I think that's great. And it's going to turn this whole advertising thing on its ear. And it needs to happen because the the programmatic way of doing things, the uh, the geotargeting way of doing things is A, it's dumb. B, it's pointless. C, it's expensive. And it doesn't accomplish anything. Those of you who are advertisers will note that you probably didn't sell as much product based on that sort of thing. Because you can't get into somebody's head like that without knowing all the ins and outs. So it's like, oh, we... We run a moving company. We find out that you're thinking about moving, so we're going to send some ads to you. I've already moved. You know, it's that kind of thing. Already hired a company. You know, it's, 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 that's how that works. It's unfortunate. But, yeah, the whatever that group is of radio people, they, they bought a company that does that. They're also a company that had gotten into some trouble in the past, too, but that's neither here nor there. That's their problem. Yes, I've had dealings with them. And I turned them down because they wanted they wanted my data and I was not going to give it to them. That's just all there is to it. Because the people that listen to us, I are, they should be anonymous. Frankly, if you're listening to us, you ought to be anonymous. You, you don't need to be broadcasting the fact that you listen to Radio Memphis or this show. <laughs> Our people are smarter than that. So, so yeah, no, I, I'm being glib, of course. But that's just one of those things. It's It's an important distinction to make. And I've and I needed to I needed to vent about that for a minute. I hope that makes sense. <clears throat> Once again, if you got questions, reach out to me. Maybe maybe I'll answer. I don't know. It gives me something to. It's Rick at radio memphiscom is is my email address, and feel free to say hello. It's Rick without a K. R I C at radio at radio memphiscom There you go. Right. Well, okay. 
enough. You heard what's coming up next time on the program. It is uh, our friend Brian Mississippi Morris. we got the usual fun and shenanigans happening at Radio Memphis with the uh, the morning show LJ and I have for you. Uh, Radio Memphis in the morning. 9 a.m. to 2 p.m.-ish Central Time is where it is. We're getting ready to gear up for our big 10th anniversary throwdown. That's in the first week of July. You'll hear about that. I don't know how big it is or what kind of a throwdown it might be, but uh, there'll be some fun things happening there. And, and of course, the Booze and Blues, uh, Sunday nights, um, uh, starting at 8 p.m. Central Time, radio-memphis.com. On any device. It's in, it's in, we are everywhere you want us to be. <laughs> Internet-connected devices. Feel free to apply. No, we're not like we're not like Amazon. We're not like in your shower head. That would be too weird. Uh, we're not in your refrigerator. That would be way way weird. Uh, we're not in your oven or anything. Any Roomba? Why does a Roomba need to have access to the internet? I don't understand that. What is it reporting? What What does it possibly need to? Is it giving a, a a layout of my home to the to the man? So if they decide to raid the joint, they'll know exactly where they're going because this robot has been spying on me the whole time. Is is the refrigerator that's connected to the internet uh, sending reports to to my doctor to say you should really check out the eating habits of your patient? <laughs> is it one of them deals? I don't need any lip from anybody. Look, if I want to eat a whole thing of cookie dough on my own, by God, I should be left to my own devices to do so without any lip from anybody else out there. It's my pudding, and I will eat it. Of course, it doesn't say anything that I actually ate some fruit because, you know, that's it. I'm done. I'm out of here. Uh, please, uh, in the meantime, take care of yourselves. Take care of one another. For God's sake, stop shooting each other. All right. I'm Rick Cheddar. And this has been from Radio Land. Cheddar from Radioland is produced by Pirate Radio Studios Incorporated, Memphis, Tennessee. All music performed during this episode was used by permission. No part of this program can be rebroadcast or used in any other way except by written consent. For more, go to radio-memphis.com.